Hi everyone and welcome to Human Design 101. I'm Paula Fehrmann, your host, qualified life trust coach and human design fanatic. I guide my clients to become their own experts by understanding and more importantly living their design. When I first came to human design, I was so overwhelmed by the triangles, squares, arrows and numbers in the chart that I didn't touch it for more than a year. However, my human design experiment has been the most important transformation in my life, which is why I want to show you how you can use your design as a simple tool to heal, transform, integrate, grow and ultimately become your own expert. No more looking for the experts outside of you. Keep listening and learning here on the podcast, reach out for private coaching or book a chart reading with me. Let's talk Human Design 101. Hi everybody and welcome to this super special episode. It is my birthday today and I am recording this episode to take you on a journey through my year 26. Every time when I say happy birthday to someone else, I tell them that I hope it may be the best year yet for them because I believe that when we're on this path of committing to ourselves and committing to our soul's paths and our heart and letting the body lead, that every year just gets better and better. And because of that, I today want to take you on a journey through my year 26. I'm turning 27 today. We're approaching my Saturn return in light speed and I think it will be a really fun exercise to look at my year 26 because let's be honest a shit ton of things have happened. So many stuff has changed and I want to show you what life can be like when you commit to a journey of self-growth and obviously I've started this before my year 26 um, but nevertheless as always a lot has happened and the way we're going to do this is I will be flicking through my diary and I'll be reading you little passages of things that I've said and things that I've gone through that I feel comfortable to share and because of that invite you into the most private and juicy parts of my life the biggest moments of heartbreak, love, happiness, joy, despair, surrender, it has had it all. So let's dive right in and look at the 19th of October 2022. So that was the day after my birthday last year. And I was in London, I was with my family, they were visiting me, my mum, my dad and my little brother and what I wrote, what I wrote the day after my birthday was I feel exhausted and sad. It shouldn't be like this when you're with your family is what I'm thinking but actually I think it's not their fault. I think it might be because I didn't listen to when there was something inside of me saying I wanted to be alone and I wanted to rest. I said, or I wrote, and I'm going to paraphrase this because I feel like reading things off always sounds a little lifeless and it's nicer to listen to somebody actually speaking. But I wrote that there was a part of me and she is pissed. She is pissed off that she has to carry or she thinks she has to carry the happiness of her family when it's not hers to carry. 
in this part, I ended this journal entry with telling this part of myself that it is okay to feel exhausted and sad. It makes so much sense when this is what you believe you have to carry. And then I wrote, I love you. I will take care of you and I will have your back first and I won't let this happen again. There's no pressure. Take time to chill out and relax. And I think this very much describes the essence of what my year was about. It was about finding my personal power in a soft sense, connecting with the essence of myself without putting other people first. And this was something, and I, I don't know whether you can hear it in my voice, but this makes me really emotional because this is a pattern I lived in my life for so long. And I already felt like I had made such big changes. I felt like I was already so much better at putting myself first. And yet with the people closest to you, closest to me, my family, mom, dad, boyfriend, I, I couldn't because I felt like their happiness and the harmony of the group, the connection was the number one value. And this is something really important to understand because if you're not conscious of your values and if you're subconsciously valuing harmony and connection over everything else, over your health, over your career success, over your personal desires, then this will, excuse my French, fuck you up because if you're subconsciously valuing harmony over everything else, then that's what you will be choosing every time, every time and every time. And that's why it's so important to reflect on these things, to take the help and get somebody else to look at those things with you because oftentimes those are blind spots and we can't see them clearly as somebody else would with ourselves. The next thing that I wrote about, and this is really interesting, you guys, because I'm doing, looking at my diary entries in real time. I haven't prepared any of this. So it is a surprise for me too, to see how I planted the seeds for what has manifested so strongly in, in my life within that year. So the next entry is about wanting to consciously focus on the good the abundance and the things that come easy in my life and really I guess leaning into gratitude because gratitude was something that didn't come easy to me. I've got a very um, positive mother that really leans into these topics and um, sometimes maybe to an extent that I felt that my other emotions weren't um, as welcome as everything that felt good and positive and beautiful. So uh, there was always this fear in me of, oh no, I don't want to, I don't want to lean into this toxic positivity. Um, and I don't like the word to toxic, but I use it in this case to um, make you, or help you understand what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a, a sense of positivity that feels like there's no room for anything else to develop. So just shortly after my birthday in October, I set the intention of now wanting to lean into gratitude and feel gratitude on a daily basis because I, I wasn't, I wasn't feeling it. So I wrote that just to give you the example, I wrote that I'm grateful for the ease, um, that a beautiful friendship was developing right in front of my nose with my, 
our beautiful friend Taryn and that's what I've noticed back then and chose to to feel grateful for and let me tell you guys gratitude is something that throughout this whole year has started to feel natural like in the last I mean I've gone in and out of it but in the last let's say three to four months I've been consistently grateful for everything that I have in my life and I've lately been going through some really rough patches and even though there are some really rocky moments I can always come back to a place in which I truly from the bottom of my heart feel gratitude and appreciate whatever is around me where I'm grateful for the abundance that there is where I'm grateful for the time that I have where I'm grateful for the friendships the community that I'm building for the clients I'm meeting and for the learnings I can share with them and for the learnings that they share with me I am profoundly grateful and this is now something that is part of my life that doesn't feel inauthentic anymore that doesn't feel fake that doesn't feel like something I have to do it's become part of me all right let's look at November so the first important thing I wrote about in November was when there was an eclipse and I was like it's cute reading the way you write in your diary right because you don't expect to share it with anyone so I was writing eclipse portal hello <laughs> and from there um, I set the intention of wanting to learn to release judgment of others and it is really interesting because I was speaking my design there. This is the the judgment and the the trying to push things and people into right or wrong and good or bad sits into sits in my north node on the personality side. So this is something in human design that we're journeying towards that we're stepping in that doesn't come easy to us but that we are learning in this lifetime and of course the shadow of the 18 is which is the gate of correction is feeling trapped by the concepts of right or wrong sitting in the black and white and feeling like that's the only thing that can really like there can only be one truth that's what it feels like and in the light expression we're moving beyond feeling inferior because you judge somebody else as better or feeling superior because you judge somebody else at worth as worse and in the light expression we're moving towards integrity towards knowing that there is a certain perspective to things and that you're always looking at things from your perspective through your experiences through your history through your preferences and adding this flavor of knowing oh what I'm seeing is just my reality and it's beautiful because this is something I've been learning this year too it's like choosing my reality but also allowing it to be there allowing those judgments to come not judging myself for the judgment and just being aware that this is happening and that is such an inherent part of humanity right I remember later on in the year listening to Brene Brown's Atlas of the Heart which is 
by the way, a book I highly, highly recommend. I absolutely loved it. She reads it so well on Audible herself. And in this book, she speaks about social comparison and she speaks about how it never leads to anything good, but it's also unavoidable. Like social comparison is part of being human and it will happen. And she emphasizes how important it is to when you realize that you're doing it, to come back into your own lane. I can recall that she said that she had taken a picture of the lane that she is swimming in and had put it into her office to remind herself of coming back into your own lane. And again, this is something that has manifested in the last, I don't know, half a year of my life where I have gotten really comfortable with my own journey where I have, you know, for example, when I've quit my corporate job in the beginning, I was comparing myself to everybody else I saw around me. And what I was feeling was lack. I was feeling like, oh my God, everybody's so busy and I don't have a lot to do yet. And this perspective, I shifted this perspective. I realized, okay, this is a privilege. Like me not needing to do anything right now and still being able to live comfortably, this is an absolute privilege. And yeah, so I've started not looking to from left to right. And of course, like Brené Brown says, it, it happens, but I've come to a place where I can really comfortably come back to my own journey and say, well, nobody else can do what I'm doing. Nobody else is Paula Fehrmann. No one else is walking this path. And that also leads to me celebrating my sisters and brothers and not in the family sense, but also them um, around me for their paths. Like I can look at my beautiful friend Pia, who, by the way, has also just launched her podcast. It's called Conscious Conversations with Pia. So go check it out. I'll link it in the show notes. And I can look at her journey as a coach, the themes that she's exploring. And instead of feeling rival rivalry or jealousy or competition with her, we've been able to support ourselves so beautifully along this journey. And this is because we're staying in our own lane and we trust that we are doing perfectly just as we are. Okay, so we're looking at December and in December there are loads of entries because I was going to Costa Rica to a beautiful women's retreat where I met my friend Pia that I was just speaking about. And there are so many things I could share about that and obviously I can't share all of it because we would really be sitting here for hours and hours. But the thing that I picked out was healing the father wound. And it was an exercise in which I had written down all the guys I've dated. I have written down why I was attracted to them. And then I made some notes on the shadow of the relationship, the shadow of this person. And it was really, really interesting to see the pattern come out because amongst those men, so many of them were creatives, they were musicians, they were passionate and they were, um, they had an energy of providing and confidence. And it's so interesting to see when you look at that, that 
this was something I did not own in myself. If I was, if there's such a strong pattern to being attracted to you as something on the outside and it keeps showing up like this, this creativity, doing what you want, feeling confident and walking your own creative path, then there is a hint in there for you. If you're attracted to this pattern, then you can be sure that this is something that you're disowning within yourself, that you're rejecting as a part of yourself for whatever reasons. But me recognizing this pattern made me realize, okay, this is something I want in my life, but I'm not allowing myself to do for whatever reason. And by this day, guys, I can tell you, I am walking my own creative path. I am passionate. I'm not a musician, but I am doing exactly what I was admiring in all these men that they were following their heart, that they were willing to take a risk of not going the conventional way for following their heart. And this is something really, really beautiful to realize and see because that was less than a year ago. And I haven't done a lot of work on that. It's something that I've noticed, that I've set the intention of changing, of owning, and it has happened. And it's like that with so many entries in this diary, like loads of things. I, I don't reread my diary. I will write these things down. They will become conscious. And then a big part is the universe working its magic. Now, of course, I've been continuously doing self-work and working in all sorts of containers. But it's beautiful to see that once you start aligning with your true self and for me obviously that's been a big part through human design things just start flowing because you're starting to owning who you are because you can see it right on paper you see your chart and you're like oh shit I didn't make this up I'm actually this powerful leader and guide or in case of a manifesting generator I didn't make this up I have the capacity to hold it all I'm like, I can be superhuman. I am this creative being. And that's why I love human design so much. So let's look at the next month. January was a hard month because I already felt that I really wanted to lean into my own business and I did, but I also was still working a full-time job. And as a project that this is absolutely not aligned and you can only do it for so long before you will start to burn out because you simply don't have the energy. And lots of my entries in January, January are around peeling off the layers, trying to observe my work routine, trying to figure out how I can put all these workloads of, you know, working in sales and doing that corporately and working my own business, already starting to work with the first clients, taking care of social media, trying to create a lead magnet and so forth and so on. And of course, the energy of the new year with me being full of hope and being so excited about what was to come. And the thing that the pattern that emerged in January was that I was journaling on how the universe is looking out for me every day. And I made a list of 10 things every day where I felt that the universe was helping me because I, fe I felt like I was carrying so much that I couldn't do it by myself. And I believed that I was separate. But I 
know that this is something coming from the ego or from the mind and that my body my soul knows that I'm not separate that I'm part of this whole exciting universe where things happening all the time and this universe wants my best and is looking out for me so I leaned into journaling on how it was helping me how it was making things easier whilst at the same time of course the actions in reality were still rooted in the belief that I had had to do it all by myself because I was working essentially two jobs which I don't recommend and then we've got the consequence of that and I believe it was in February but I'm not entirely sure it's all a little murky in my journals but then I quit my job I let go I was like this is totally enough my body my splenic authority had been telling me for a long time that this is not the environment that is healthy for me nor does it bring me joy fulfillment I didn't feel like I was making a difference I felt like I was working against my core values um, and obviously this is not a state in which you can stay for a long time so I quit my job and I decided to move home to my parents for a little bit I was living in London and I'm originally from Germany so it's not a big move on paper however on um, in reality it was a big move because me going meant that I was starting a long distance relationship with my partner and that I was intentionally putting more financial pressure onto him by easing the financial pressure off myself. And this was a big deal, you guys. This was something that I would have never done before because it truly meant putting myself first, even though someone else, someone I really love, had to suffer and that was a big deal it was a big act of self-love for me it was a big sign of showing myself what I had written into my journal earlier like I've got my back and I've got my back first and this is a really beautiful example of how you see I was by in October I was writing that I will choose to have my own back first and then the universe is giving me opportunities to practice that. It's like, okay, are you sure? Okay, here we go. You can practice it now. So yeah, that's what I did and I landed in Germany. All right, you guys, let's transition into March. March was all about self-expression. It was fiery. It's the month of Aries. My mom's an Aries. I was living at home with her. As you might have guessed, I'm a Libra. So those are the total polar opposites. The Aries is kind of moving forward before they think they are like right embodied in their own journey they are can be a little bit healthily selfish and Libra is all about balance and partnerships relationships harmony can be conflict avoidant so March was really a month where I butted heads with my mum we were we were together all day every day both of us working from home my mom is in a very similar field to me like me she also teaches yoga she also is a life coach and her focus is more on trauma than human design 
but very similar fields. Very two people who have a lot to say to very um, similar topics and both of us getting tested by the universe that we're saying, okay, you guys, like, how can you implement all the things that you're learning and preaching? How can you implement that within your actual life? And this was a tough month for me. Like, I had to learn how to really hone in my anger and release my anger. I was doing a lot of somatic work. My skin flared up. And, you know, sometimes the skin is helping you express what you're not expressing on the inside. So I felt like my skin was um, bursting out the anger that I was keeping shoved down in order to keep the family peace. So this was a month where I really had to lean into what would it look like if I didn't put harmony first? How can I express my truth without attacking others? How can I express my truth with staying with me? And how can I hold space for um, the anger of others? And when is it enough? Like, when is a good point for me to draw a line and step back and and I think the major learning from this month was I was I wanted to be heard so badly like all I wanted was to be seen and heard and acknowledged for my truth when I knew that my mom had a completely different truth and I, I think the learning there was I can't expect her to hear my truth if I'm not hearing hers so a lot of deep, deep lessons in this month. So I'll just give you a little snippet out of my diary to sum this up. I wrote, I feel grumpy and tired of being with my family, but I also feel like that there's something that needs to be looked at. So there was this awareness that, holy moly, this is exhausting and a lot, but there is also some learning here and the deep trust that whatever happens is happening for something better. The universe is putting us into this intense position for both of us to heal something here. In April, I was writing, it comes and goes in waves. I am really scared of happiness at the moment because I am scared of being disappointed. And that was a theme that has weaved itself into a big chunk of my life. It was, I was looking at the fear of failure. The fear of failure from a human design perspective is my personality sun. Okay, it's not the fear of failure that is the sun. The sun gate is the gate 32, which is a gate of continuity. And the sun is obviously one of the biggest influences in our life and is how we shine in the world. And the shadow expression of the sun gate is who could have guessed fear of failure. And this fear was coming up for me intensely. In fact, it had always been there intensely, but I now knew the words as to why um, it was such an, a theme in my life. And I realized, oh, I am in the shadow. I am expressing the lower frequency of this gate and I can make the choice to move towards the light. But let's first of all stick with the shadow for a little bit. I was afraid of not being good enough, not having what it takes to start the business or it was started already, but to make it successful. I was scared of not having enough money and 
not knowing how to survive moving forward, even though I was at this point still living in Germany and this was not something I even needed to face, but it was had been brought up. And it's so interesting because by, I know, you know, we're now three months in, into my business full time and I had started the business in October. So like baby, 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 baby seeds of the business, right? Not even born the business is technically yet if you look at the grand scheme of things. And here I am sitting there thinking about, oh my God, it's going to fail. It's going to fail. It should look so different. And why I thought that was because I was fully called up, caught up in looking online, comparing myself to others, looking at coaches, what coaches were doing, looking at how successful a business should be or what people were telling you how it should be. And the learning for me was to remember that I'm walking my own path, really coming back to this, okay, no, we're not comparing ourselves. We're here now. This is what I want to do. I am convinced I can feel it in the the bones of my soul, if that's even a thing, that this is what I'm meant to be doing moving forward. Even if this is not unraveling right this moment, it will be. Why would I be failing now? And so it allowed me to dip my toes into the gift expression of this gate, of the gate of continuity, which is preservation. It is, um, those words are a bit confusing, but my understanding of it is finding the trust within yourself to know what to preserve, what to hold on to and what to let go of. And well, in my case, it was I needed to let go of my plan. I needed to let go of knowing and the outer control of knowing what it will exactly look like, when and how I'll be able to completely live of it or not and lean into what I knew, the trust of I want to help people. I want to share human design with people. I want people to understand this epic process of reconnecting with yourself, of becoming your own expert, of seeing it black on white or right on and writing on paper that you're a powerful being. You're a powerful motherfucker. You, it's all there. Your strength is there. We can look at your shadows quickly. We can figure out where and how they show up in your life and we can work through them. And we can lean into strategy and authority and by that guarantee that you will be walking a path of alignment. And holy moly, this was an empowering but painful month because before I could get there, the pain of the feel of failure needed to be so big and so large that I was finally willing to look at it, that I that it came to my my horizon, that I was able to see it because before I kept it down, because it was not something that I wanted to identify with. It wasn't something that you want in your mind consciously when you're starting a business. You're like, actually, I'm really fucking scared of this not working out. In May, I did not journal at all. So let's right move on to June. June is a really interesting month to look at because uh, that was the last month I spent in Germany and the month I finally leaned into human design. I had been studying for a little while, but to be honest, not too long. Like It came to me this year and as a line one, and with all the time I had, I dived in deep or dove in deep. I 
learned loads of it really, really quickly. And that is natural to me as a line one. It's the investigator is the one who wants to know more and who feels safe when they've got enough knowledge. They find security in knowledge. You can find out whether you have a line one if you look at your profile in human design and there will be two numbers. And if you've got a line one there, then you might know what I'm speaking about. The shadow, however, of the line one is outsourcing their power to experts and thinking that they don't know enough yet to act on it or do something with it. And in June, I really overcame the shadow because I was like, fuck it. I have studied this not for too long, but I've given heaps of free readings now. They were all a massive success. I will lean into this now and make this a sufficient and important pillar of my business. And the most beautiful moment of June was when I held a human design workshop here in Germany. I was giving another workshop as well around uh, a topic of embodying our feelings and instead of, you know, always just intellectualizing your feelings, getting into the body and experiencing how does it actually feel within my body. It was a somatic workshop. And I was thinking, hmm, I would love to do a human design workshop, but I bet nobody would be interested in it. But I'm going to do it anyway, because I'm just so passionate about it and I want to share it. And this workshop ended up being a huge success. It was so much busier than the somatic workshop. And I was able to light up some excited generators and manifesting generators listening to me and interacting with me in this workshop. So... This was the ultimate personal power moment of, of really seeing, okay, you don't need to be an absolute year-long studied expert to share your knowledge. And in fact, I'm sharing this because I want you to take that in to do the same. Your knowledge is useless unless you go share it with other people. And the universe will always bring you a match of people who need what you have to share at this point and maybe a little more and if people want to know a little bit more then that might push you into learning that next step and going deeper and going deeper and just because you have just started learning something you know more than the people in your life you don't know anything about this topic yet and this is why I'm inviting you to just go and share because you're needed, your knowledge is needed, and people need to know what you have to say. So July was an interesting month because I was settling back into London and London life. And just coming from Germany, there was a lot of time for me by myself, which this little projector over here absolutely loved and adored. And then moving back to London, I suddenly was around people all the time, even sharing a bed with my partner again. And in human design, if you have an open sacral center, meaning you're a projector, a reflector, or a manifester, then technically it is more beneficial for your aura to sleep by yourself because you're letting go of all the energy that you've picked up throughout the day. And so suddenly sleeping in bed with somebody else again and being around people all the time, it felt a bit like I suddenly couldn't feel myself anymore. So this brought me to an 
important moment where I was like, oh shit, I think something needs to change here, but I don't know what it is quite yet. And yeah, throughout the podcast towards the end, you'll be seeing where that went. I just want to take a brief pause here and share that even though those topics I'm sharing might be all not doom and gloom, but they're not like I'm not guiding you through a highlights of 26. Like I'm sharing the lessons I've learned. And as you can see, there's a lot of darkness that led me to the light. And it's this continuous cycle of going through obstacles of feeling like I'm limited and then overcoming this limitation, letting go of things, sticking to things that are important. And what I'm expressing here is my incarnation cross in human design, which is the left angle cross of limitation. And as I'm helping myself constantly to overcome these obstacles, um, to grow from these moments of darkness and adversity and problems and feeling limited, I then go and share these stories with the people around me and in my life and my clients and the people who come to my yoga classes, the people who I am in aura with. And sometimes I don't even need to be talking about it. Just by being in my aura, I will be helping everybody around me or who's in aura with me to overcome their limitations. That's how the incarnation cross works in human design. It's not something that we're doing. It's something that we're being and we don't have to do anything to fulfill that purpose of ours. So let's move on to August. August was a heavy month because um, one of my friends had passed away, which is something I've never really gotten in touch with before in my life. My grandparents are still alive um, and my family, everybody's okay. So my very my friend who was the same age as I passing away was a huge shock for me. And what I've learned in those moments is first of all I was super afraid as someone who knows depression I was afraid of going into this grieving space until I found a podcast about grief which was by Andrew Huberman and he was sharing that grief and depression actually are not the same things on a biochemical level in the body and that helped me to really lean into the sadness and the grieving her goodbye and at the same time I felt her so present around me like I've never had ever before I felt her presence in my life her um, soul passing she came to me in my dreams she was delivering me messages through a friend who is a medium and she her message was lose the guilt, lose the guilt, lose the guilt because I had decided not to go to her funeral because she is French and at this time it was a big travel and it was hard to get to that place. So I decided to do my own little ceremony and wrote her a letter and, and waved her goodbye in, in my own space at home and it was beautiful when she came to me and that was the message she had and yeah. So this was, again, a big learning, um, big emotions and, again, something beautiful that came out of it, even though, obviously, it's a terrible thing to happen and 
she is dearly missed on this planet and by her loved ones. So September was a special month because a big part of the people I usually live with were on tour in the United States and so there was a lot of space for myself and a lot of space in the house. My boyfriend was on tour, I suddenly had the room and the house for myself. Most of people who usually work from home weren't there so I was alone a lot of the time and it was a month in which I learned to love that, in which I fell in love with my own company. I knew before that being by myself is important to me and I cherish alone time, but I feel like in this month I truly felt and leaned into that, what I was describing earlier from a human design perspective, what it feels like in my body if I'm in my aura most of the time. That meant when I was in aura with other people, meaning connecting with you guys online or being in, in a cafe or talking to somebody one-on-one, -on -one, I was so much more sensitive to other people's energy because I got really comfortable. I really got to know what it feels like to be in my own aura without having other people mixed up in my energy constantly. So it was like a fine tuning, a getting to know myself and because of that, getting to know the others even better. This is like the epiphany, epitome, I don't know whether I use that word right, of boundaries, right? It is the defining of ourselves with yeses and nos and preferences and just defining who we are so that within those boundaries we can then sense the others clearly. And now we have arrived in October and the thing I want to pick out for October is a happy one. It is a trip to Morocco that we were going on with a group of friends and I got to realize something that I had been wanting to manifest for such a long time. Um, most of you know, will know that I used to live in New Zealand, relatively close to the beach, and I did never learn how to surf, even though I wanted to. And that was one of my biggest regrets. In fact, it was the only regret I had um, when I lived in New Zealand, apart from, I mean, I guess, leaving New Zealand, haha. But I promised myself that the next opportunity for surfing, I will seize it and I will do it. So when we went to Morocco, we got the opportunity to learn how to surf and I absolutely loved it. And this is a theme that also emerged within this year as I also learned how to roller skate. I allowed myself to be a beginner at things again. I allowed myself to be shitty and to have fun and enjoy and release the need of being super good at everything, um, letting that inner perfectionist back and just leaning into this playful energy, this energy of possibilities. When you are a beginner of something, everything is open to you. There's so much to learn. There's so much to know. And it can be uncomfortable, you know, especially if you've been conditioned to believe that making mistakes is something that is not safe or if you've been conditioned to believe that you need to be perfect to be loved and so forth it can be uncomfortable but it's also super rewarding as you all know so 
this is it this is my year 26 and of course there is so much more that happened in there this is just little mm, I don't know whether to call them highlights but little things that I picked out um, that I've chosen to share with you to let you in on a little bit of my own journey and if I had to give these this year a theme then it would be coming home and remembering because it was an unfolding and it continues to be and it is right in this moment actually which I might share about in the future might not but it is a, a prioritizing of self it is this thing that I wrote down the day after my birthday last year I will have my own back first and the promise to this inner part of me that I will take care of her and me, the adult part, will make sure that her needs are being met. No compromises, um, just solutions that feel good for both parties, but no compromises. And yeah, I hope you found this inspiring. I trust you found this inspiring. I trust you received what you needed from today's episode. I am wishing you all a beautiful day. I'm wishing myself a happy birthday and I can't wait to share the journeys of next year with you. May this be the best year yet for me, for you, for all of us together. Thank you so much for being here today and listening along to Human Design 101 with me, your host, Paula Fehrmann. I trust that you received exactly what you needed from today's episode and I love how the universe matched us today. If you enjoy listening and learning with me, please leave a review wherever you are listening to this podcast so that more people can unlock their true selves and ultimately become who they were meant to be using human design. Until next time, lots of love and bye-bye.